Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. It is a double game day. A double Sherwood Four giant game day. Oilers Islanders tonight and right now, Canada taking on Belgium back at the World Cup for the first time in over 30 years. There is a lot we need to get to on today's show, including a little bit of breaking news. So let's jump into it with the lead. Full transparency, I am scrambling today. I want to watch Canada at the World Cup. I got it on right next to me. That is great. Frank Saravalli was supposed to join the show today. We had to pre-tape the interview about 30, 40 minutes ago. Since then, Ryan Reeves has been traded. That is the breaking news. We got multiple insiders, including Frank, reporting it. Uh, Ryan Reeves going from Minnesota to the New York. Oh, wow. We have another trade today, too. Holy. Um Ryan Reeves going from the New York Rangers to the Minnesota Wild. We're still waiting on the return there. Like I said, Friedman and Weeks are on that one. And also Connor Timmins is being traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. So we've gotten a couple trades today in the NHL. Uh, Wayne Simmons also cleared waivers for the Leafs. And Magnus Helberg has been claimed by the Detroit Red Wings. But the big news is that Ryan Reeves, who... Well, you'll see it when we talk to Frank in 10 minutes. He was a potential target for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Someone that was talked about a little bit on yesterday's show as well when we were joined by our guy Coombsy. And uh, I I thought it was an interesting point. Bradley DM'd me on Instagram and uh, he pointed out, didn't Reeves and Evander Kane have like a massive beef for a couple of years? Don't they hate each other? And it was like, oh, yeah. They, they do. That was a great point by Bradley. So I, I'm not sure if Reeves was maybe ever that serious of a target for the Oilers, but their rumored interest in him was uh, probably shows you a little bit about what their strategy will be over the next couple of months as we lead up to the deadline. As always, we are coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio. We are streaming live on the Oilers Nation Facebook and the Oilers Nation Twitter. And of course, the Nation Network on YouTube. I see you all in the chat right now. Pradinsky, Dr. Gonzo, Rusty, Reed, everyone's in there, and it is a big game day for the Oilers. They'll be looking to stay above 500. They're 10-9 right now through 19 games. Game 20 tonight for Edmonton out in or out on Long Island as they take on an Islanders team that's kind of sputtering around a little bit. Um, Following up on this, uh, fifth-round pick for Ryan Reeves is the deal. So a fifth rounder for Ryan Reeves. He's going to the Minnesota Wild if you're just joining the show. 
Canada, Belgium, still nil-nil. Three minutes into that match as well. Uh, Jay's going to join us in a couple of minutes for a little short for giant game day preview of this evening's matchup against the New York Islanders. But first, I want to get to this right off the jump. Frank Saravalli had his trade targets list go up at Daily Faceoff. He joined me earlier this morning for a quick chat on how things connect to the Oilers. So let's get into that. Yesterday on Daily Faceoff, Frank Saravalli dropped his first trade targets list of the season. It felt like Christmas morning for me. And of course, the first thing we do here at Oilers Nation is we dissect it and figure out which players could be fits for the Oilers. Frank, the first name on your list that I look at and go, that would be the dream target for the Oilers. In my opinion, it's Jonathan Taves. Is that a pipe dream or is that a realistic target for Ken Holland? Not a pipe dream. I think a realistic target. And I think... For Ken Holland and the Edmonton Oilers, ultimately, at the end of the day, we've talked about this season and this team needing more punch in their bottom six, needing to get a little bit tougher, um, you know, potentially maybe a piece uh, here or there, but it's really still the center position that I think the Oilers are honed in on. And March 3rd is a long time away. You could see some changes pop up between now and then, but I think Jonathan Taves and the way that he's turned back the clock this year um, had a much better bounce back season. As you look at the top five trade targets that were on my board on Tuesday on Daily Faceoff is that Taves is someone that has really gotten teams excited again. Think about how hard he was to play against. Think about how eight years ago he was the talk of the Sochi Olympics in Russia as the Blackhawks were soon to become three-time Stanley Cup champs that he's someone that not only has the experience, um, but also has a little bit of edge and bite in his game that I think you could transform the Oilers lineup with him added to that group down the middle, give you so many different options if you're Jay Woodcroft. I think the big question is, would Jonathan Taves want to come to Edmonton? And it's a really interesting question. I don't know the answer to that. But I wonder if having someone like Duncan Keith in your organization to help tell you what it was like might help lay some of that groundwork at some point to give a team like the Oilers a leg up. But I could tell you if the Oilers are interested in Jonathan Taves, that they would certainly not be alone. I think the Colorado Avalanche certainly would have their eyes set on Jonathan Taves as well, which might make for some tough competition to land a player like him, given that they won last year. Yeah, and I mean, Taves, you mentioned his bounce back season here at the, you know, in early October when we were just kind of talking about those two Blackhawks players. It was like, okay, Kane's going to get you a haul. And for Taves, oh, that cap hit, considering the year he came off, I, I almost looked at it like Chicago's just going to try to get rid of the cap hit here and he might get them like a second or a third round pick. But do you get the sense like the return might be significant now for Taves? Well, significant enough that if you're the Oilers, you know, you're in a spot where you'd certainly have to consider and weigh your futures with what you'd be getting back. But I think if you're the Blackhawks, you're sitting here going, yes, all these guys that we've sort of bet on, and it, not Jonathan Taves specifically being in the last year of his deal, but some other guys on our list, our list Andreas Athanasiu, uh, Max Domi, they made some really smart bets to acquire some flippable assets. And Chicago, there's no doubt, is going to be one of the most active teams here as we get to March 3rd. 
Vladislav Gavrikov is the next name on this list. Like I said yesterday on Oilers Nation Radio that this Oilers team is more than one piece away. I don't think they can just add a centerman. I don't think they can just add a D-man. I think Ken Holland's got to do both. Gavrikov is the first D-man on your list that I kind of look at and go, okay, he feels like kind of Brett Kulak 2.0. Is that sort of the scouting report on Gavrikov, like a defensive D-man? Defensive D-man probably doesn't move quite as well as Kulak. Um, and so I agree with you stylistically that I think there's definitely room for a strong defender in Edmonton's lineup. Someone that can kill plays, someone that can absorb the forecheck and not be rattled. I think that would be important. But I just wonder how they're going to make it all work cap-wise. Like, they'd have to stretch in order to try and find a way to make someone like Taves work, even at 25%. They don't have very much flexibility at all. And so that's certainly going to be a consideration that both asset-wise and salary cap-wise, they may only have one shot to take. The next D-man on that list, Eric Carlson. I'm not coming at this from an Oilers perspective at all, but I heard you today on Daily Faceoff Live talking about Eric Carlson and the Leafs. There's no way, right? Okay, so yes, I'm not absolutely crazy, but I think if you're the Leafs, I was at the reason this all popped up is like I was asked about it on Fan 590 on Tuesday night in Toronto, and I dismissed it totally out of hand, and I was like, this is batshit when you think about the Leafs already having three eight-figure cap hits on their books and people are already griping about how they have a lack of flexibility given that you've got Tavares and Matthews and Marner all with those ginormous cap hits. How could they possibly afford someone like Eric Carlson and how could it make sense for this team moving forward? But the realization that I came to is that if you're able to get Eric Carlson to waive his no no move, no trade to come to Toronto. And maybe someone like Jason Spezza, a close friend could help who works in the Leafs front office. Maybe you don't have to give up anything or likely you don't have to give up anything in return to take on all 11 and a half. So you trade maybe a couple expiring contracts from your books, uh, you know, pick whoever it is that you'd see fit. Um, I don't, you can make the argument, Alex Kerfoot or and Pierre Engvall, in addition to maybe a Jake Muzzin contract. And so you move those contracts off your books and you take all 11 and a half of Carlson back. Is that better for the Leafs future? Could you actually make the argument that with the salary cap going up, that you need your first round picks and you need guys like Matthew Nyes and Nick Robertson contributing on entry level deals that maybe instead of using those assets to go out and get pick a name from our, our top you know six defensemen that we listed as fits for the Leafs, Klingberg, for instance, with a high acquisition cost, or Jacob Chikrin with a high acquisition cost, that maybe that makes more sense to trade basically nothing and get someone like him in return who's still quite clearly playing at an elite level. Man, it gets complicated. I think it's a total long shot. But I think it's at least worth going through the exercise to talk it through. Carlson's having, as we know, an incredible start to the year. And that's what's kind of fueling all of this. But if you were the Sharks, or if I was the Sharks, I should say, 
I'd be sitting there going, I almost want to wait till the summer when teams have a better idea of what their financials are. We have the answer to, is the cap going up four and a half or not? Because if the cap jumps up four and a half and Carlson's coming off like a 90 point season or something crazy like that, and there are some teams with financial flexibility, maybe you could actually get a return for him in the summer. Whereas right now, like you said, you're basically just taking on a bunch of spare parts to get out of the money. If you're the Sharks, like, doesn't it make more sense to just hold them till the summer? I don't think so. I mean, you're talking about a $40 million cash transaction that's off your books and the flexibility. I think if you have one team at any one moment in time, given his injury history, given the fact that he really didn't look very good the last few seasons, that you step up to the plate and you unload that contract if you can, and especially if you don't have to retain any money because it would chew up one of your retained salary transactions. You only get three, and it would do it for the next four years. Brent Burns is already locked in at three. That doesn't leave you a lot of wiggle room, and I think there's no more valuable asset or commodity in today's NHL than cap space, and I think you'd have to just cut your losses and say, thanks for taking a chance to be a shark. That's a good point. Uh, last area I want to hit on with you. It's a guy lower down your list. It's Ryan Reeves. We've heard a little bit, and you've been talking a lot over the last week about how the Oilers might be interested in adding some toughness to their lineup. And if you want toughness, well, Ryan Reeves is certainly tough. Is, is there a fit here between the two sides? I could certainly see a stylistic fit. I think the bigger thing is cap-wise, how do you manage it? Because remember we were just talking about how the Oilers and their cap situation don't have a ton of flexibility. No decision can be made in a vacuum. Like you know Evander Kane's coming back at some point, February, March, whatever it is. You've got to account for that money. You can't go out and spend almost half of Kane's money on Ryan Reeves. By the way, I wonder if Reeves and Kane, what that would be like throwing those two guys in the same room given their history. That's an interesting thing to consider. But stylistically, I could see a fit there given what the Oilers are after, we think, at least in terms of trying to – it's not brawn, muscle, toughness, anything like that that I think the Oilers are in desperate need of. I think it's being difficult to play against. Yeah. Um, you When you send your bottom six guys over the boards that you know they're going to put up a fight, and I'm not talking drop the gloves fight. I'm talking be hard to play against put some fear into the opponent. And right now, that group just doesn't do it. Yeah, and uh, Bradley McDonald, the listener, DM me last night on Twitter and was like, hey, everyone's talking about Reeves. Don't him and Kane absolutely hate each other? And it got me go like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot. That was like a pretty substantial beef in the NHL for like a significant amount of time. I, I don't know if they've squashed it, Frank. Like that could almost be a non-starter. You don't want to drop that into your room. Those are two pretty like strong personalities. And if they're going to be butting heads like... Maybe you just stay away from that. As Ben Simmons said on his return to Philadelphia when asked if he talks to Joel Embiid still, he said, some people you just don't talk to. Ah, well, fair enough. Uh, Thanksgiving coming up uh, on your side of the border, your go-to Thanksgiving side, or what's your favorite part of the holiday? Stuffing. I love Thanksgiving, one of my favorite holidays, but I, I, I look like mashed potatoes and gravy is a standard bearer, um, but I'm a big stuffing guy. Perfect. My favorite part about American Thanksgiving is that there's NFL football on during a random Thursday up here in Canada. Um, go Bills. Anyways, Frank, appreciate your time today, man. We'll, uh, we'll chat again next week. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, there you go. There's our hit with Frank Saravalli. Uh, yeah, obviously, since we filmed that with Frank, Ryan Reeves has been traded to the Minnesota Wild. It's a 2025 fifth-round pick going back the other way. Um, also, if you are not watching this Canada-Belgium game, you should have that on in the background while you're taking in this show as well. Alfonso Davies missed a penalty kick already. Canada, though, really dominating possession. It's been unreal. And I want to bring in Jay down. I see him waiting. Jay, how loud was our office getting as Alfonso Davies goes to take that PK? It's buzzing. I was I was on a call and I couldn't hear the person I was talking to because the other side of the office is just going on fire right now. Yeah, uh, Caroline, Waz, Liam, they're all doing a watch-along on the 90th-minute Twitch for uh, that match. Unreal. Um, Ryan Reeves traded for a fifth-round pick in 2025. Is that a deal you would have liked to see the Oilers dig into? Well, I was listening in this earlier between your conversation, you and Frank. Obviously, the Kane and Reeves dynamic is interesting. Um, but ultimately, for me, it goes back to I wish we signed Nick Delory in the offseason. Like, that's the guy we should have got. Mm. And that's fair because he's at least a guy who can like kill penalties and stuff. Like Reeves just doesn't really do a whole heck of a lot outside of just being Ryan Reeves, you know? Yeah, exactly. But like at the, at the end of the day, he, he, with the Oilers, he probably play most games because we need that kind of physical deter deterrent yeah. to keep things, uh, you know, uh, the ice open for us. But I understand like the Kane uh, situation. We kind of might bring some weird juju into the locker room, so you got to be very mindful yeah. of that. But once again, I go back to I was beating the Deloria drum uh, in the summer, so that was our miss. So we got to find out who the next Reeves is to come and join us. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the game tonight a little bit. It's a Sherwood Ford Giant here, a Sherwood Ford Giant double game day around the Nation Network as well. Edmonton taking on the New York Islanders, an Islanders team that. 
surprisingly 12 and 8 to start the year and is surprisingly scoring a lot this year but still this is a game i kind of look at you know the islanders are starting to hit the skids a little bit they're sputtering a little bit i should say in the last two weeks they've lost to the islanders needed overtime to beat the banged up blue jackets they did beat the senators lost to the preds lost to the stars needed ot to beat the maple leafs as well and on top of that they've been outshot in four straight games at five on five this is a game the oilers absolutely must win you don't want to fall back to 10 and 10. this is an opponent that i think you can beat if you play a solid game no excuses tonight well, it's American Thanksgiving tomorrow. And yep. currently, we are outside of a playoff spot. And you That's know what the old NHL math, you know, saying is, is that a 75% chance of making the playoffs if you're in a playoff spot come American Thanksgiving. So, this is a must win. We're just winning this game. Yeah. Need to. Um, the playoff picture right now in the Pacific Division, Vegas leads the way with 31 points. LA's in second at 24 points. So here's maybe the optimistic side of that, Jay. The Oilers are four points back of the LA Kings with three games in hand on the LA Kings. They're only three points back of Seattle. Seattle granted Seattle has one less game played as well but those are both teams and and we can take a look at the standings here that in <laughs> the Oilers aren't even on this cut line right now um but you know the Oilers are right in the mix so I get that the American Thanksgiving is an important cutoff but I think when you look at the context of games played strength of schedule and all of that I I I'm not overly concerned like my Oilers might miss the playoffs panic range on a scale of one to 10. I'm at like a three right now. What are you at? Yeah, I, I'm still not concerned, but the reality is we should be much higher in the standings and we're not. So there is actual yep. issues to address and be worried about, but I'm not, I'm not concerned yet. Yeah, Jason Greger up on OilersNation.com right now. Talked a lot about the Oilers and their defensive play. Saying, you know, they give up the blue line too easily and too frequently. And actually, that was something they did a lot under Dave Tippett, Jim Playfair. When Woodcroft and Manson took over last year, it changed. Like, they got more aggressive. They stepped up at the line a lot more. And now it feels like they've gone away from that. And, and that's what's maybe mildly concerning for me is, like, they did a lot of things last year under Woodcroft that I loved. That was one of them. Their play in the neutral zone was great. And it feels like this year they've reverted back to a lot of Dave Tippity kind of habits. And and I, I you can't just keep firing a coach. And I do think Woodcroft and Manson are still a great duo behind the bench. But it's weird that they seem to have fallen back into these old habits. Under Woodcroft or under Keith? What do you mean? Well, the only thing you think that's Duncan not was a bigger right part of that? Maybe you never know. Like veteran leadership, it, yep. it's it, it's interesting how that uh, takes effect. Like, look at our friend Evan Bouchard. Mm -hmm. Right? It's it's yeah, coaching for sure. But you know, players listen to players more than they do to coaches. It's just it's just it's just something to. It's an yeah. observation. It's an observation. Yeah. And I think it's a fair one as well. Um, 
Yeah, if you want to read more about the Oilers and their defensive issues, you can go read Gregor's piece up at OilersNation.com. Uh, not confirmed yet on daily face-off, but some are believing that it could be Jack Campbell between the pipes tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. What do you about the decision to go with Jack between in net? If the broken nose face killer, let's go. Like, sure. Like, we, we got to get him going. Uh, so maybe, maybe maybe having a broken nose makes him not get in his head too much because he's just dealing with the pain of all that, which was just crazy that that happened. But, uh, yeah, I get, I get like, let's if Islanders, you know, on paper, maybe the easier competition to the Rangers on Saturday. So get Campbell in now, Skinner in the morning, give him time to rest up for that morning game. So, you know, you, you got to put him in the lineup sometimes. So I'm not, I'm not like offended by it, but like, you know, I'm hoping Jack shows up. Like I hope his save percentage starts with a nine tonight. Yeah, it's me too. And we, we handled this question yesterday on Oilers Nation Radio, but if it is Campbell tonight, what would make it a successful start in your opinion? I think Bag Milk said, just win. I don't care how, just get the win. I said your save percentage has to start with a nine tonight for, for me to call it a successful return to the crease. Well, in reality, well, and I know he's got a bunch of wins and, and, and he's getting an 850 uh, save percentage because we're scoring six goals, but we are playing, you saw the goals against average for the Islanders there. Like they can, you know, they can prevent the puck from going in the net. So I know we're high octane, but, you know, this, once again, this could be a low scoring game. So this is one where he's got to stay in it, right? So if this is a 2-1 game, like his save percentage is going to be 980. Like it's, it's just when you're playing a team like the Islanders, you, you, you can't assume that we're going to be able to score in bunches. Um, so we have to be prepared to win a 2-1, 3-2 game. So it's going to require a bunch of saves. Just like any normal game does. And this is Jack Campbell. Yep. He's our $5 million guy. So just, you know, go get us some saves, man. Uh, Twisted says, we need Campbell after Skinner's bad goal. I think he's showing signs. He needs a break. And, and I mean, every team needs two goalies. That, that's the way today's NHL uh, that's the way today's NHL works. So it's important for the Oilers to get Campbell back in the crease. Not, not the confirmed starter, but we are kind of expecting Campbell to get the nod tonight, even with his broken nose. Um, opposite him, dailyfaceoff.com has Ilya Sorokin as the likely starter tonight, and he has been tremendous this season. Probably going to be in the hunt for the Vesna Trophy. 237 goals against average, 926 save percentage. He has a shutout this year as well. Um, the rest of the lineup for the bad guys tonight, Matt Barzell with Josh Bailey and Oliver Wallstrom, Brock Nelson with Anders Lee and Anthony Beauvillier, John Gabriel Pajot with Kyle Palmieri and Zach Parisi, Casey Sezikis with Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin. Probably, I mean, that fourth line has fourth played line. together for like, yeah, and they've played together for like three years as well. I think Cal Clutterbuck your head up. became, I think he became the all-time leader in hits in the NHL as well. They've only tracked that stat since 05-06. Uh, the D pairings for the Islanders, Pelik with Pulak, Romanov with Mayfield, Aho with Noah Dobson. They kind of just roll three pairings on that blue line, um, but I would imagine the Pelik and Pulak duo sees a lot of Connor McDavid. The lines tonight for the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid will center Warren Fogle and Zach Hyman. Leon Draisaitl with Nugent Hopkins and Yessa Pugliarvi. Jay, what do you make of this new look top six? I guess Pugliarvi played well enough 
physically to be warrant the move. I'm still like I don't know why we're giving up on Yanmark, but um, but the Fogel, I'm I'm just processing this Fogel in the first line. That's interesting. Yeah, Fogel and Fogel's up on the top line for tonight's game. I see um, this lineup is not is not updated. I'm seeing my boy. Matt, yeah, this, he is still on the this first isn't line the first here. <laughs> No, Ignore okay. that. Uh, McLeod, Yanmark, and Costin is the third line for the Oilers. I don't hate that. I think Yanmark and Costin. I don't hate it. It's, it's actually game. not a bad third line. It's not a bad third line. Yeah. I actually expect them to be high energy, to be honest. McLeod's got to get going, though. He's got to start scoring for this team. Agreed. But it's not for lack of effort. He is buzzing around the ice. Like yeah. he, 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 it, It'll come. I'm not too worried. Fogel will be on the first line. Well, he's playing with Connor McDavid. Just get in front of the net and, you know, go go knock some pucks loose and get in the right areas. And, you know, that's always a successful uh, formula when you're playing with Connor McDavid. Um, Pooley Arby, uh, second line. Yeah, go around. Use that big body. Make things easier for Leon. Let Leon do the rest. I can see actually Pooley Arby scoring tonight. Ooh, well, that's a nice tie-in to our Betway bets of the game. So let's dig into it. The Oilers are, uh, they are road dogs tonight. They're plus 105 on the money line with our friends at Betway. Uh, are you tempted for a little road dog money line bet or are you getting greedy? You Already going, like, loaded up, buddy. Road? What are you taking? Uh, I took, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I went, this is one of my bigger bets of the season. Uh, Oilers money line. Uh, I also saw Betway had a boost of Oilers to win with Connor to score at plus 300. That is delicious. Um, also smoked that. And just because I said it, I have to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to go pulley every goal, probably because Leon's going to shoot one off a skate. Uh, Liam's not here to give us his best bets, but I would imagine he's on power play goal and empty net goal in the same match. Uh, I love taking the Oilers and McDavid at two plus points. I love taking the Oilers minus a goal and a half. I think they have a good game tonight. Um, a lot of people in the chat, Kylie as well, says they're happy Campbell's getting the start. I think Campbell's going to have a very solid bounce back game here tonight. First mm -hmm. time in the crease in 13 days, I believe, for the Oilers. So I, I love anything Oilers in this hockey game. I like the McDavid shot prop as well. He seems to really want to rip the pill recently. I don't hate the Pugliarvi goal, but I, I'm going heavy on the Edmonton Oilers tonight. I think this is a matchup that they can do well in. They did a lot of things good in that New Jersey game. There was just a couple of dumb mistakes, and they didn't take advantage of the few mistakes that New Jersey made. Uh, so let's get into our short for giant keys to victory for this evening, Jay. I'm going to say take advantage of their mistakes. You know, the Devils, they made two or three bad plays. The Oilers didn't score on them. Whatever. The Islanders will make more mistakes than that. They are not as complete as the Devils are. They're good defensively. They're scoring more this year than they were last year. That is all good but they will make mistakes in their own end. Hammer those mistakes. Take advantage of them. Turn those long possessions into power plays. Kill them with the special teams. All of that stuff. But take advantage of the Islanders' mistakes because they will happen. That is my bet, or my short for giant key to victory. Jay, what's yours? I, I think you hit the nail on the head. The only thing I would add to that is Sorokin's a good, uh, a good goalie, so... Traffic in front of him, make his life tough, make it tough to, for him to see pucks because obviously if he can see it, he can stop it. You know, that's, this is where Fogel needs to deliver and Pooley already delivers big bodies. Park their ass right in front of him, make it tough for him and let those superstars around you do their thing uh, and they'll find the holes. 
Mike's VHS says Liam's pulling a Tyler and avoiding the grind. Good for him. You can watch him on the 90th minute. Oh, he's Twitch grinding if you right get over in. there. <laughs> he's grinding. He's just grinding in a different sport right now. Uh, Rusty says Soupy is due for a great game. Nuge, Hyman, Fogel, Bush are all going to have big games. I'm calling it. Twisted's key to the game is to limit turnovers in our own end. So there you go. Those are your short four giant keys to victory as Edmonton gets set to take on the New York Islanders. 5.30 puck drop tonight as well. So another early one for the Oilers. Uh, should be a good game. I'm expecting good things from the Oilers. Uh, but we are going to wrap this show up because honestly, Jay, I got my eyes on Canada. Yeah, I know. I'm going to watch this game. It's driving me crazy. I'm hearing all this cheering over there. It's, it's excitement. I got to go over there. So go Oilers and go Canada. Yes, go Oilers, go Canada. If you want to pick up some Canada gear ahead of their match on Sunday, that is when they take to the pitch next. Sportscloset.ca, that's where you got to go. They also have a bunch of uh, Oilers reverse retro gear available now as well. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford. Drop your Sherwood Ford giant keys to victory in the chat before you end and uh, leave the stream today. And also our friends at the 90th minute on Twitch. Oh, that was a great chance from Canada. Great chance. Our friends at the 90th minute on Twitch are uh, streaming along for the game tonight as well. So enjoy it. Tonight. Wrap it up. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. Enjoy the Canada match. We're out of here. We're out. <laughs>